Welcome to Timber Nook Tips. Welcome to Timber Nook Tips. Jeff Johnson here with Angela Hanscom. Angela, we are going to talk this episode about playgrounds in general, um, equipment, surfacing. What, you're, what are you looking for in a playground, Angela? So I'm looking for, I, I want an element of risk. I feel like children really need um, to, to have swings that are really long and slides that go forever um, because it's really good sensory input. Um, and what I've noticed, again, in the past 20, 30 years is that our, um, that our playground equipment has changed drastically. It's gotten so, so much better. Oh, yeah. No, oh, no. This is exactly so, the opposite of that, isn't it? Right. <laughs> Yeah, it's getting, so I think my first, uh, I'm like, you know, um, moment where I noticed things were pretty bad where we were camping and we, my children went to a playground on the campground and it's all plastic, brightly colored, close to the ground playground equipment. And they were using the playground equipment, um, I guess we would consider in, inappropriately. So there was a slide, you know, that was closed and my mm -hmm. daughter was climbing up the slide on the outside. You know, they were trying to like stand on the swings, climb up the swing. It just wasn't challenging enough. And so the other thing I noticed was they weren't playing on the playgrounds. I think at age four or five, they mastered it. Like it wasn't, it wasn't enough challenge. And when you do your research on playgrounds, they were really developed in the early um, 1900s, um, but because we wanted a place for children to go, they were shimmying buildings and cities and getting in trouble. And so <laughs> they started um, developing playgrounds that were really challenging, where children could walk on their own and go and play together. But they, if you look at some of the images, the poles go way up high. There's like children just like dangling on it and shimmying up poles, you know, very strong and capable, you could tell. Oh yeah, adults would lose their lose their lunch with worry if if any of those playgrounds still existed. Absolutely. So what what has happened is in the early '80s, um, a child in a city got hurt, um, and it wasn't because the slide was too long, or you know, it was really because there was a it was a hazard. So the playground equipment there was a gap that shouldn't have been there. It was broken, mm -hmm. and so the child fell through the crack and and hit his head and got a brain injury. And so there was a lawsuit. And after that point, um, they decided to um, create playground guidelines in America that were supposed to just be guidelines. It wasn't supposed to be a hard rule. But of course, in America, we take everything to the extreme. And so when the old playground equipment, the long stainless steel slides, the, the really long swings, when that started to rust, instead of replacing it with... Um, similar playground equipment they replaced it with a plastic close to the ground playground equipment mm -hmm. and the problem with that from an occupational therapy standpoint is you know the the long the long longer slides the merry grounds all of that provided um more sensory input than what we're getting now so if uh, if you shorten slides you shorten swings it's basic physics you're just going to get less sensory input um, I specifically like the merry ground because of the type of force it offers children. And one day I was treating a child and swinging them on a hammock swing. So now I'm in the center and I'm swinging that child on the outside of me. Uh -huh. And um, in our OT books, um, what that works on is um, it, 
what it does is it creates a centrifugal force in the inner ear and it bends those hair cells inside the inner ear in one direction. And um, it helps with grounding and sustained attention. So, and I kept thinking, this is the merry ground. You basically, you were holding on to the, to the um, playground equipment as it went around and you were creating a centrifugal force. And it happens to be one of the most powerful vestibular inputs, balance inputs we can give a child. And it's very, very intense. And so again, it helps with attention and um, grounding. And it's funny because we've taken that away because, you know, kids would fall or get hurt and we deemed it unsafe. But yet this is a highly therapeutic um, apparatus that we replicate in clinic settings for children with, for attention issues. Oh man, and we so, had so much fun on those things back in the day. Yeah. And it's, um, so that kind of input is the kind of input we want children to have. We want them to spin on their swings until, and then release it and let them spin really fast because all of that is actually what we use in treatment for children to know where their body is in space, help them pay attention. When we say you're not allowed to spin anymore at, swing, uh, at school because that's becoming a rule, yeah. where, where again, we're not allowing children to get the movement they need to develop those systems. And so um, the merry-go-rounds and the swings and the yeah. teeter-totters teeter -totters. And, and all of those things are... I was going to say slowly disappearing, but it's not slow anymore. I mean, yeah. a lot of those things are just gone. Yeah. And, and back to your point about the, the modern stuff, a lot of it, the, the old timey stuff was replaced and the, the plasticky covered slides, that kind of stuff came in. And what the research seems to indicate from last I looked is that, well, small injuries may have gone down, big injuries like broken bones and head injuries have gone up because kids do get bored and they start figuring out ways to challenge themselves and then they fall down and bust an arm or crack their head open. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and they so, use it inappropriately. Yeah, yeah. and, and so the, the result has been exactly the opposite of, of what we wanted. Yep. And then onto that, you add the surfacing um, I mean, these rubberized mats that get to be a billion degrees when the sun comes out are, I mean, that's just the loss of a billion loose parts on the playground when you take away all the sand particles and, and the wood chips that it's, it, we've made playgrounds so, I guess, um, what's the word, boring? Yeah. <laughs> what's the word, boring? <laughs> And then I mean, the, the terrain too, like, so if you put the rubberized thing, like you're basically, you're, you're taking away the challenge. So if we take, constantly take away all challenge from, from children, then they're not developing. Again, those muscles need to be constantly um, challenged in order to develop properly. So we want uneven terrain. We want hills. Um, we don't want everything to be flat and easy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I've worked with, with programs that tried to intentionally build little hills and berms into their, there was one that was a, a toddler playground, and they built in some hills intentionally. Um, licensing came in and told them, nope, too dangerous. No. Yes, and, and they, had to, they had to level them. Another, another family caregiver I worked with, she had a, a big maple tree in the middle of the playground uh, of her yard, and the licensing was very concerned because there were some exposed roots, you know, the way old maples have, and they're like, kids could trip, and she's like, yeah, and after that happens three or four times, they walk here. Yeah. and are a little bit more careful or learn to run over the roots and then they don't fall down anymore. You know, as therapists, we want kids to fall. Yeah. 
because it's important for them to fall because otherwise they don't know where their body is in space. Let, let's come back and do another, let's do a whole episode on falling down and the importance of falling down. I want to do that next. Um, so I, I got one more playground thought before we wrap this one up. Uh, they're in the process of building a new school not too far from me. They actually tore down the elementary school I attended uh, a thousand years ago um, last summer, and they're in the process of building a new one. And as part of this process, they had to to clear I don't know, like a city block's worth of houses they took down because they're they're giving the school a bigger footprint, and after seeing the playgrounds they've created as they've been going through this, it's been going on for about 15 or 20 years. They're just slowly replacing all the schools in town and they're, they're building these just sad, depressing playgrounds. And last summer I, I realized as they were taking these houses down, that would be a perfect playground. Like you don't fill in, you take the houses down, but you don't fill in the, you leave the old cellars and that you, okay, if you got to kill the trees, just leave that tree stump there, that, that 40 foot hundred year old log. And that would have been the perfect playground, but they hauled all that away and they're going to laser level it and surface it with either very boring uh, lawn or rubberized mats and kids are going to be bored and misbehaving in class and they're not going to be getting all the developmental benefits of all the stuff you've been talking about. Um, and these are, these are people that have been working in education for decades and have PhDs in, in education and they're, they're making these horrible, horrible choices for kids and it is heartbreaking. Wow. <sighs> Yeah, it's and, it, and it's going on everywhere. And I mean, we are we are breaking childhood with the way we are we are trying to educate our children. Yeah, and it's not real life. Like when you were talking about taking away all the roots, again, that's not real life. How are we going to expect children to be capable? And confident in a real life situation if we take away those opportunities. Well, I think what we need to do is we need to give them all personalized, like one person mini hot air balloons. So they just kind of uh, uh, float above the surface. And then if there's any distraction, they can kind of, they just kind of bounce off of it. And, uh, and then they won't have any, any, any distractions or friction or or uh, or opportunities to to harm themselves. Maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna have our marketing team start working on on <laughs> developing that. Come up with some drawings. Oh um, I don't have a marketing team. It'll just be me with a piece of paper. <laughs> um, any more on this one, Angela? No, but I would. I think we should do an episode sometime about um, like real life environments versus engineered, man made, and engineered because oh, that's yeah. huge. You want to do that next? Yeah, we should do a whole series on that one. Okay. Should we do that next or should we do falling down? We can do falling down if it's a short one. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll stop this episode then. Okay. I guess listeners didn't need to have us planning the next episode. But that's what we call, <laughs> that's the podcast business. That's what we call a tease. Hey, listeners, we're going to be back and talk about falling down. Thanks for listening. Share the show with a friend if you like it and like them. I guess if you don't like the show um, or us and you have an enemy, you can share it with an enemy, I guess. That gets us a click and they might, I mean, it doesn't have to be a friend, I guess is what I'm saying. Back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Timber Nook Tips. Share your questions and comments at playvolutionhq.com slash podcast slash timbernook. For more Angela, visit timbernook.com. For more Jeff, visit explorationsearlylearning.com. Like the show? 
Want to listen to episodes early? Consider becoming a patron. Starting at the $3 a month level, patrons get access to a custom patron-only feed where we put out episodes of Upstairs Studio podcasts like the Child Care Bar and Grill, Miss Becky's Classroom, That Early Childhood Nerd, the Renegade Rules podcast, and others early. That feed is just for patrons. You could be one of them. Go to patreon.com slash playvolutionhq or click the link in the show description to learn more. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.